Welcome to Radio Tambua, an outreach of ACFA, the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. ACFA equips God's people for the defense of the faith, biblical discernment, and cult evangelism. Let's begin today's message. Easter, a cause for celebration or confusion. Around the world, at this time of the year, Christians celebrate one of the greatest days in all of history, the day when Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Now many Christians call this Resurrection Sunday. Many more in the English-speaking world, especially here in East Africa, we know this by the name Easter. But whatever it is that you call it, Jesus' triumph over death is central to the gospel itself. As the Apostle Paul explains in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Beginning from verse 1, he says, Now I make known to you, brothers and sisters, the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received, in which you stand, by which you are being also saved, if you hold firmly to the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I handed down to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, or Peter, then to the twelve. After that he appeared to more than five hundred brothers and sisters at one time. It's really no surprise, as you can see, that the entire New Testament bears witness to the resurrection of Christ. Read the book of Acts, and you will see that it is at the heart of the apostles' evangelistic message and that both to Jews and the pagans. Indeed, it has been called the unifying doctrine of the New Testament. The more closely you look at Jesus' resurrection, the more amazing it becomes. For instance, did you even know that the resurrection fulfills Jesus' own prophecies? In John chapter 2, verse 19 and verse 21, we read that at the beginning of the Gospel of John, that he tells the Jews, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And he was speaking about the temple of his own body. In chapter 10 of the first gospel he explains, For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I may take it back. No one has taken it away from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it back. This commandment I received from my Father. The resurrection fulfilled Jesus' own prophecies. He was aware that he was going to die and rise from the dead. He made it known way ahead of time, and the resurrection proves what he said. You should also remember that on the day of Pentecost, the apostle Peter announced to the crowds that God raised Jesus from the dead, putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for Jesus to be held in its power. We find that in Acts chapter 2, verses 24. And please note that Jesus was really dead. He suffered a long, horrible death at the hands of the trained Roman executioners who put a spear in his side to confirm that he was just a corpse. After that, he was buried in a tomb where he remained for three days. But we are told on the third day, Jesus triumphed over death. Very important as we celebrate Easter, 
that we look back to see the great triumph over death and the grave. And as we celebrate this, we must also be reminded, by the way, that this triumph is not just an a historical experience for its sake, but is one of benefit to everyone who trusts in Jesus. For instance, the Apostle Paul, as he writes to the Romans in chapter 10 verse 9, he says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. As you can see, at the heart of salvation is the reality and the truth of the resurrection of Jesus. That even your faith or confession of Christ's lordship is established on the fact of the resurrection. First Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 5 also tells us that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Mark that, born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable, undefiled, and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith, for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. According to the Apostle Peter, the resurrection from the dead is the basis for our being born again into a living hope. Paul also again says in Romans chapter 4 verses 25, Indeed, Jesus was delivered over to death because of our wrongdoings and was raised to life because of our justification. That our justification, our right standing before God, our being declared not guilty, God looking at us as if we had not sinned, itself is established or based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, what should be a day for celebration for everyone? As obvious as it does look and sound, you may also know that cultic groups create confusion and try to deny or distort or downplay the resurrection of Jesus. Rather than encourage people for celebration of such a wonderful event, they instead cause confusion either by denying or distorting or downplaying the resurrection of Jesus. And examples are many. But if I may point out a few of them, one being the Watchtower Society, which teaches that Jesus did not rise physically from the grave. Instead, for more than a hundred years, the society's books and magazines have made false and unbiblical claims like Christ was raised as a spirit person, like Jesus was resurrected as an invisible spirit creature, Jesus' body was disposed of by Jehovah God, dissolved into its constituent elements or atoms, or even that no one knows whether Jesus' physical body was dissolved in two gases or whether it is still preserved somewhere. In fact, you should also know that the Watchtower cult claims that Jesus was actually Michael the Archangel before coming to earth and that after death, Jehovah made him into a mere angel again. Is it a surprise then that they will seek to downplay or deny the resurrection? Is it a wonder that they will not see cause for celebrating on such a wonderful day? But that's not all. We also have Seventh-day Adventism. And this group does not deny Jesus' bodily resurrection as the Jehovah's Witnesses do. 
Instead, they introduce a twist. Even though Jesus promised his resurrection more than once, Seventh-day Adventist prophetess and seer Ellen G. White contradicted the Bible and argued that Christ did not know if he would be resurrected or not. If you have read her famous book, Desire of Ages, on page 753, you may have noted that she writes saying, The Savior could not see through the portals of the tomb. Hope did not present to him his coming forth from the grave of conqueror, or tell him of the Father's acceptance of his sacrifice. Now pay attention and you will notice that while Christians all around the world are rejoicing in the resurrection of Jesus, Seventh-day Adventists seldom even try to celebrate Easter. Again, because their church denies that people even have a soul or spirit, and they are deeply confused about what happens after somebody dies. In fact, you may have heard some Seventh-day Adventists who also try to create doubt about this holiday by claiming that the Christian celebration of Easter is really based on the worship of an ancient pagan goddess called Ishtar, a lie, of course, which is completely false and has no basis in history. But it gets even more interesting. There is another group here, an indigenous one right in Uganda that calls itself Faith of Unity. Now, this is a religion that is centered or built around a man named Desteo Bisaka, who called himself Owobsobozi, which means Almighty One, in the local language of southwestern Uganda. Some say this cultic group has between 2 to 5 million followers in Africa today. Imagine. Now, after being an active Roman Catholic for more than 40 years and becoming famous for writing popular hymns, in 1980, this man Bisaka began to act as a miracle worker. He wrote his own book of scripture that he called the Book of God. And based on his miracle claims, he ordered his followers to worship him and commanded new rules for their daily lives. Bisaka openly rejected the Bible and Christianity. At times, he even encouraged his people to burn copies of the Bible. He also declared himself to be God claiming that in 1983 that he died spiritually and traveling to heaven for three days, he met the Lord God of hosts. While he was there, he says, he was given a crown of thorns and was made a third member of a kind of trinity. In very important ways, Bisaka presented himself as a substitute for Jesus. And as we look back and celebrate Easter, it is especially appropriate that we compare the two. You should know that without any proof, this same Bisaka declared that the biblical Jesus never existed. Yet we know, as all historians today say, even atheists, by the way, admit that Jesus was a real person. And this is based on abundant evidence, but Bisaka would want us to deny that. In the four Gospels, we see that Jesus was God in human flesh, the creator of the universe with supernatural power over demons and disease, the forces of nature, and even death itself. But Visaka will want us to deny that. He also declared that Jesus was not a savior, yet scripture portrays Christ as willingly giving up his own life and dying to bear the punishment for our sins on the cross. Three days later we read that he rose physically from the dead, and he appeared again and again before hundreds of people in his own physical body. 
a body that could be touched and examined, one that could even eat food. We find his post-resurrection appearances, especially in First Corinthians chapter 15. So from this we can clearly tell that Visaka was a deceiver, a man whose words were a weak imitation of the Bible, and his power could never equal that of Jesus Christ. May I also tell you that as Visaka grew older and suffered repeated illnesses, it became increasingly clear to everyone that he had no ultimate power over death. For instance, he could not heal or resurrect his own son, Vijabionka, who died in 2019 while still a young man. Significantly, Visaka did not predict or could not prevent his own death, and his dying served no spiritual purpose, as we can see. Instead, he died in secret at Aga Khan Hospital in Nairobi on January 13, 2021. The leadership of Faith of Unity waited for at least 10 days before they publicly announced this, just before Bisaka's corpse was returned to the cult headquarters. Today, Bisaka's body lies cold and lifeless at his palace in Kapiemi, again reminding us what a dangerous and tragic thing it is to put our salvation in a man who claims to be better than Jesus and yet lies dead. We should be reminded, though, that contrary to Bisaka's corpse that lies cold in death today, Jesus lives forever. As Romans chapter 6 verse 9 says, We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again, that death no longer has dominion over him. And what's more, he has promised to return. He promises that his true followers will be given an immortal body like his. Indeed, we know that when he appears, we will be like him, as we are told in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. So as we celebrate this wonderful day, the day of Christ's great triumph over death and the grave for our benefit and our sake, what is really at stake if we deny the resurrection or if we downplay the resurrection? In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Apostle Paul reminds us what is at stake. And he says, if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. If Christ has not been raised, we are false witnesses of God. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. If Christ has not been raised, you are still in your sins. If Christ has not been raised, all those who have died in Christ are lost. If we have hoped in Christ only in this lifetime, we are more to be pitied than anyone else. We read this in First Corinthians chapter 15 from verses 14 to 19. But I'm so glad that the Apostle Paul doesn't stop there. But indeed he says that Christ has been raised from the dead as he proclaims in Ephesians chapter 2. Listen to what Paul says. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our wrongdoings, made us alive together with Christ, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the boundless riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, the loving God of Scripture has called us to a living hope in Christ. And this we must proclaim without fear, without 
favor because it is the best news in all the world. No wonder the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 58, he says, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be firm, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Today we look back with great joy and excitement to see Christ's triumph over death and the grave on our behalf. We look at the present and we realize that our labor is not in vain because of Christ's resurrection from the dead. We look into the future unknown to us as it is, yet we look into it with hope. We are able to sing and say, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. That, my friends, is the wonderful good news that we celebrate on the Resurrection Sunday, or as we call it, Easter Day. That because Christ has triumphed over death and the grave, because he lives, you and I can face tomorrow. You and I can rest assured that our labor is not in vain. We can live with an eye on a glorious eternity because soon the risen king will come back for his people. Today we can look back and see our victory. We can look forward and see our hope realized. And we can safely say to God be the glory, great things he has done. And that, my brothers and sisters, is cause for celebration. Easter is a celebration, not a confusion. To learn more about the Africa Center for Apologetics Research, visit us at africanapologetics.org.